Redbox Radio, Affinity Radio. My name is Adam. This is the Old Time Religion Radio Hour. I got Casey Hopkins in the studio. Brooklyn Garage Blues rocker, would you say? Oh, pretty much. Yeah, yeah, yeah that works. Yeah, that works. Well, I forgot to press a button. Okay. Tell us, uh, tell us where you're from, man. I'm originally, uh, I was born in Texas, but I didn't live there very long. And uh, I <laughs> spent pretty much my entire life in West Palm Beach, Florida. Ah, I know it. I know it well. I know it well. You know, you know West Palm. Well? Yeah, yeah. My wife is from Wellington. Oh, what the? Yeah, fuck? I know, I know. And interestingly enough, I've had a guy, another bluesman, uh, Strange Magic. I don't know if you've heard of him. He's he, no. He plays a bunch of gigs around town. He is also from West Palm Beach, Florida. What? What's yeah. his name? Uh, his name is David Patillo. Yeah, <laughs> dude. This is crazy. I, it's kind of like asking like all Europeans, like you know, it's like it's like asking her, like, hey, do you know uh, uh, Leonard Cohen? Like, you know, <laughs> like Wellington. Maybe. Wellington's a big West Palm Beach is a big place. Yeah, right. You know? But thanks so much for coming in, man. Uh, you know, I, I saw you at our uh, mutual Garage Land mm-hmm. gig uh, about a month ago, I guess. Yeah. Now we got another one coming up on November thirtieth. November thirtieth. Yeah, it's going to be a big one. Uh, November, November. Yeah, November. <laughs> right. People need the levity yeah. and perhaps the headbangingness. But uh, man, I so. You were pre- I think you were like pretty drunk. Uh, uh, I was decently yeah. buzzed, and uh, you went on stage after like you know some pretty loud bands. Winston's was yeah. uh, on up before Winston's you. Fine. They were yeah, great. yeah, they brought it. Um, and I immediately, Tommy and I. Tommy is the guy who runs Garage Land. Uh, I was just shocked at how loud and rowdy you were <laughs> right off the bat. Because when people hear blues act, they're yeah. like, oh, okay, you know, dun, 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 yeah. woke up this morning, you know. But but you wouldn't fucking some punk energy to it thanks know? man yeah yeah so so where does uh where does where does your history with the blues come from and how did it fuse into that kind of punk rock yeah. attitude i mean the my history with the blues my dad loved blues music he loved soul music and rhythm and blues so okay. you know by the time that i was like 10 years old he'd already tried to push my brother ryan mm-hmm. into playing guitar so i had ancillary uh knowledge of blues music and you know he was my dad was obsessed, and probably like a lot of dads, yeah, uh, with Stevie Ray Vaughan. Okay, yeah, the yeah. The, a lot of dads in the yeah. '90s. Yeah, yeah. Lot, dude, they were just like, "Yes, dude, he's the coolest person ever." Yeah. So you know, from a young age, my dad was pushing that onto us, and by the time that I started playing guitar, you know, my initial things that I was going to, I loved ACDC. Yeah. I loved like you know skate music, like. Kids were listening to like Dead Kennedys and stuff like oh, yeah, that. Yeah. But my dad, you know, he he was okay with ACDC. He wasn't so much okay with the punk stuff. So <laughs> yeah. he was like, let me let me show you the blues. So he he <laughs> let me show you some real yeah, music. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> He's like, so he kicked on uh, like a lot of Stevie Ray and then like you know Hendrix and then from there going back listening to like Sun House, Muddy Waters, okay. you know Mississippi Fred McDowell. Um, he listened to a ton of different music, and he was trying to push that onto me. And conveniently, right around that time, he was doing that uh, the Martin Scorsese blues series. Do you remember yeah, that? Yeah, uh, vaguely, man. I, was, I grew up. I grew up very sheltered, so I probably yeah. started learning about music at the same time you did. <laughs> well, uh, he, that was coming out, and that was something that we watched together. And he got the box set for it, mm-hmm. so it had a full range of blues music from like the early 1900s. Sure all up to like modern stuff and that stuff's fantastic yeah I mean mind you I didn't listen to much stuff past like 1983 on that on that uh, box set but it was it was uh, it was great and you know around that time too like you had bands like Black Keys Jack Jack White White Stripes coming up so it was just like okay there's people throwing it back to different types of blues so Mm -hmm. really that's where that came from is I I explored through my influences right right that's awesome so uh, um, what brought you to New York City uh, well, when I was a kid, uh, 
I lived in New York for a couple of years. Okay. Like two years on and off because my brother was on Broadway. Oh, really? Yeah, he was in Sound of Music in uh, <laughs> that, King and I. That's amazing. Yeah, that's the whole reason that a guitar even came into the house. It's right. Because right. he had to learn how to play guitar for Sound of Music. Oh, really? Yeah, he had to strum some G chords. What a crazy line of events. Yeah. And then And then your whole family came out here. Well, no, my my dad would stay would stay in Florida and he would work and yeah. that would he would partly be supporting us and we would partly be living off of what my brother was making. Sure, sure. Um, so you know, like we we'd basically take turns. We'd switch. We'd come up during the summer, come up during the winter. And then, like, you know, we bounced back and forth between there and Florida. But my brother, after a certain point, he didn't, you know, want to do acting. He didn't yeah, want yeah. to do it's musical a, theater. It's a rough business. No, it is. And by the time he was 13, you know, he was burnt oh, out. Oh, so he was, like, the child actor. He was a child okay. actor. Okay, is this your younger brother or your older, older brother? brother. Oh, okay, now gotcha, he, gotcha. Now he is a, uh, he's a successful business owner. He owns yeah, Soho yeah. Strength Lab. Okay. Uh, yeah, he's a gym owner. He yeah. uh, does, like, powerlifting. Um, <laughs> yeah, total it's opposite thing. Uh, it's a wonderful story. Yeah. No, it is. And uh, basically from there, like, he moved up to New York, uh, back up to New York in, like, 2006, 2007. Okay. He tried acting probably for about, like, a year, but that always, like, put it in my mind. Like, my brother's up here. Like, I used to be here as a, cool, as a kid. Like, this mm. place is so cool, and a lot of my friends are moving here. And it just seems like a hub for, for music and creativity and a lot of media and stuff like yeah, that, too. Yeah. So I was like, if I'm doing music, you know, I need to be there. Obviously, I... I yeah, West I, Palm Beach, you'd end up in, like, a cover band or something. Yeah, no, but yeah. that's... No, I know the story. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I go there for three months every yeah, summer. That's co- what I see. Cover bands, um, white reggae bands. Yeah. Um, I mean, you'll have some blues bands down there. A lot but of metal bands, Yeah, too. well, yeah. no, there's some metal bands, but there also is, like, a huge independent music scene in, in South Florida, and that's not to, you know, to, you know, take away from them, because they, there are a lot of bands that do that stuff. There are bands that have broke out yeah, yeah, of yeah. South Florida. Yeah, it's true, that's uh, true. But it, it's it is a mix, and it does influence everything. And yeah. you'll see the, you'll see like original bands having cover sets up there. Like I'll do some covers in my my set right yeah. now, but those are only songs that I really like. And like you know, like you'll have bands in South Florida, like they will cover like all the classic rock stuff. Sure. Like, they, they, and, like region definitely influences people, and like yeah. I've even been influenced <laughs> by that a little bit. Hopefully not in the bad way. So. Well, that's awesome, yeah. man. Now, now, uh, how long have you been here? Uh, like since this last time, two years and eight months now. And you've been playing yeah. gigs that whole time, from nope. what I understand. No, nope. really. When did you start the uh, when uh, did you start the, the duo I, trio? Thing? Well, I started doing the duo stuff and yeah. the trio stuff in Florida, but I started a band right before I moved up. My idea was like, I'm starting this band and I'm gonna take up all these songs I recorded, yeah. and then I'm gonna promote it like hell, and then we're gonna play shows and like have this all going. But then that band broke up, <laughs> <laughs> literally right before then. So the first year I was here, I was working. I was I was stranded. I had songs. I had recorded I had you know a vinyl that I had in the works that was coming out but mm-hmm. I was I was screwed so I eventually I found a drummer ironically through Craigslist and he was great okay uh, and then we started playing and very quickly we like had people kind of take notice okay you know? and like one of the first places that we were playing was was good room in garage land yeah. and that's how I met Tommy and Tommy yeah. is you know, always been a big supporter, and like from there, I've <laughs> met people that were, you know, very complimentary and very uh, encouraging. It's a it's yeah. a fun show, man. Like yeah. I I remember you said you were playing through a bass amp, yeah. and I and it was just the heaviest blues, like, and and your bass player and your drummer just really get yeah. after it too. It's it's a it's a really good live experience. And Tommy and I are sitting there behind the booth, yeah. just jumping up and down. <laughs> 
you know, uh, awesome stuff, man. Yeah, awesome stuff. Tommy. Uh, Tommy is a jumper. Yeah, he's a, <laughs> he's a jumper. Yeah. Um, so I have some uh, Stevie Ray Vaughan pulled up for you. Oh, cool. What's uh, on? Live another day live. Okay, cool. And uh, we're gonna play that. I'm gonna come back in just a minute with Casey Hopkins. You're listening to the Gold Time Religion Radio Hour on B-Box Radio, Infinity Radio. Hit, hit us up, OTR underscore Radio Hour, if you want to hear uh, or if you want to ask him a question. I'll see what I can do. Next up, Double Trouble. That was Luther Allison. Bad news is coming. <laughs> Bad is news. Oh, tru- truer words. Uh, before that, speak. the uh, Blown Free from the new Riding Easy compilation, Brown Acid. Uh, have you heard of Brown Acid? Uh, not the band. <laughs> it's, uh, well, it's not a band. Oh. It's, uh, the, band the name of that band was uh, Blown Free. Oh. The Wizard was the name of the track. Oh, and okay. uh, sorry, everybody, I started playing that at 45 RPMs at first. Because I'm a clumsy klutz, uh, but Writing Easy Records puts out these compilations called Brown Acid. It's oh, all like seventy okay. bands from the '70s that only put out I, one single. Yeah, I think I have heard of that. Yeah, actually. it's it's. I play it all the time, and I highly recommend it. Okay. Um, and then uh, that is out now. That came out on Halloween, and before that, we started with uh, your hero Stevie Ray. Yep. With Live Another Day, live performance of that. So. Uh, <laughs> We talked about a lot of stuff over the break, yeah. but uh, you said you had, a, you, had a, you had a funny story. So we have a mutual yeah. friend, Tommy, who runs Tommy. Garage Land uh, in, uh, in, uh, up at Greenpoint yeah. at Good Room. Uh, he's, an, he's an older British expat. Oh, he, uh, he's not that old. He, he is. <laughs> he, he, no, he's not. He's no, not. no. He's, he's, he's a young man. But he, uh, you said you had a funny story because you played CMJ. Yeah, we did uh, CMJ at the Good Room last year. Okay. And uh, one of the things I always wanted to do when I moved up here was to play CMJ because I knew friends that had... Good amount of success from doing that. It's a pretty big deal. Yeah, yeah, no, it's well. I don't think it's happening anymore. I think no, that no, was they, the last they, year. Ironically, yeah, yeah, yeah. You, uh, you, you broke it, Casey. Yeah, Good I job. fucked it up. Yeah. God damn it. <laughs> um, everyone blame me. But no, they were having it at Good Room, and the kid that was booking it at the time was this kid Tony. It was Tony and Tommy putting okay. it together. And Tony always had this uh, this uh, tendency to stack bills, so it'd be like seven, eight bands. Yeah, so, I've heard a lot about yeah. that in New York. Yeah. So it was like a CMJ extravaganza of like all the bands that you would want to play, and like the bands that they were supposed to play. Sure. It was an awesome show, especially because a lot of the bands are doing a lot of stuff now. Um, but just from the from the lineup of it, I was like, oh shit. You know, I thought I was gonna play earlier, but it ended up being kind of delayed. Nice. I see the Eddie Hazel coming. Yes. Yes. Um, I. You know, I thought I was going to play earlier, but it ended up being so delayed. I ended up going on at like the prime spot that had been like advertised, and uh, oh really? So, yeah, okay. and like Village Voice and all this stuff. It was like the spot for another band, and like my set went really, really, really well. That's awesome. It, it was it was like well, probably up until that point the best show that I had played in uh, New York as a duo. Okay. And you know, I, I had a, a lot of good stuff going on. I was like, oh, this is great, the CMJ show, and people are totally gonna remember that I had a dope set that night. Uh. But nope, <laughs> because it ended up going so late that everyone's set, you know, was delayed. Uh-huh. So the final two bands were gonna go on at like two and three respectively. Oh, Jesus, that's just too late. Yeah, so the second to last band, um, Surfboard, were playing, and they basically, they go crazy every time they're, they're playing live, and they especially were back them um, and it, like in the midst of this mayhem where someone started fighting someone in the crowd because they were throwing beer on somebody okay. uh, the, just a bunch of mayhem happened a microphone stand got knocked over oh, Tommy you know thought that a microphone got thrown <laughs> oh really yeah he thought he thought one of the band members threw a microphone trying to be punk rock so Tommy uh, Automac was just like, fuck this. <laughs> this is not punk rock. Yeah, yeah. You don't hurt our equipment. 
<laughs> like, we do this as a community. This is not what I want. I don't give a fuck who you are. So the whole the whole night ended up being ending in a giant argument between the people that were fighting in the crowd and trying to unsort the situation. Right. And the last band didn't end up playing. And I this was is like, at like three in the morning. This is at three a.m. in the morning. Christ. <laughs> so three. So up they, in Greenpoint. Yeah, up in Greenpoint. And then they uh, they realized that yeah maybe we shouldn't do like an eight band uh, bill. <laughs> when, I, when I first moved here, I tried to like get in bands and things like yeah. that. And I always heard about my friends getting booked, and it was like that. It was like yeah. that. Like between nine p.m. and three a.m. They yeah. tried to. Fit ten bands in. Yeah, and it ended up being one of those things where all the bands were great, and there was people there to watch them every time. But yeah. that main, the or the headliners that you have for the night, there was, no one wants to stay out at two or three a.m. on a Wednesday. Yeah, at some point you got to catch like the train thing. back home. Yeah. Yeah. So it was one of those things where it's like, oh man, of course I knew. Like all everyone's gonna remember from that show is <laughs> the mayhem at the yeah, end. Is it turned into a near riot? But it was, a, I mean, it was a good experience. Like that was the thing is I got to do that and I got to see what that was like. And yeah. it was just another thing. And that's, <laughs> that's what you realize. Well, now, now give some shout outs to your band because they yeah. were they were. I mean, you, you know, you were you were definitely yeah. the the wizard up there, but they were like, oh yeah, they were Dylan playing and, uh, it down. Yeah, Dylan on the bass. He's been playing with me for a while. He's also from South Florida originally. Dylan okay. Fernandez. He's over in Boston right now. He's uh, going to the Berkeley School of Music. Oh wow. Yeah. No. Um, both him and my drummer went there. Uh, Dylan uh, is, I think, finishing up there, and he's most likely moving out here. That's great. To New York City That's in uh, January. All right. Yeah. No. And uh, like I said, I've been playing with him. Since he was like 18 years old. Oh, wow. You know? Okay. Yeah, now he's like probably 22, 23 or something All right, like that. so that's a long time. Yeah. That explains the fit. Yeah. And then I noticed the drummer you had uh, last month wasn't the same drummer I've seen in no. the past. Well, no, the one in the past was actually a drummer from Florida, Mark Boyce. He, yeah, vis- yeah. he was visiting up here with the plan of moving up here. Right, right, right. Uh, but it was one of those things, too, like people get intimidated if you're moving from like oh, Florida or uh, something like that. I moved or, from Denver. Yeah. And I was very intimidated. Yeah, no, yeah. it's it's a, it's a total intimidating thing. And like, it's much as I would love for him to be up here to like play drums and stuff like he has his own thing and maybe he will at some point sure but uh you know like Ryan is a friend of uh Dylan's originally and I met him and it was an instant fit and we actually when I was doing the trio stuff first in New York he was the drummer that I was doing but after he finished up at Berkeley he moved back to California oh wow yeah so what he's been doing out there is he's been doing like a lot of production and licensing stuff right for uh television shows he just did a one for Netflix. I, I can't say for who because he might. Uh, yeah, might yeah, might not be ready yet. Yeah, yeah. yeah um, but uh, yeah, no, he does a lot of that. And what he came back and he's been bouncing back and forth. So for the past two months, he was living with me oh, in my okay. apartment. So we're doing this thing where we're finding kind of like new people living there. Maybe he's gonna, you know, move out here for a longer thing. Yeah, yeah. You know, and so you got uh, kind of a rotating roster. Yeah, almost. Yeah, I, that's how it's kind of been. Like, uh, <laughs> you know, I have people that will, that will consistently do it. I mean, I've only had, technically, I've only had one person ever quit on me. Okay. All right. <laughs> so, I, I think, you know, out of, you know, eight... You're, you're, nine, the good, you're a good boss. Yeah, I, I yeah. like to I like to think so. I like to think so, maybe even if I'm a little disorganized, maybe uh, I'm a good boss. I feel like, I feel, and, and again, I can't stress enough the energy that was, despite the fact that all these technical problems yeah. were going wrong at the time. Oh, yeah. Uh, the, how just the energy of that set was incredible. And anybody who's a fan of, like, garage music mm-hmm. or blues music or punk music at all... I just can't stress enough, you know, especially after a few beers. Yeah. It's a it's a really energetic and like Dude. muscular kind of vibe. Appreciate for sure. it. Yeah, that's, man. that's the word is muscular. <laughs> muscular. Yeah. Casey Hopkins. 
muscular. That's on, that's on your tombstone one day. Yeah, right? Yeah. It's just going to be in quotations. <laughs> dot, dot, dot. Muscular. <laughs> muscular. <laughs> so, um, so, so tell me, like, how do you go about... Because you did do a couple of standards, yep. I heard. So how do you go about like the songwriting process? Like, do you just kind of like do the riffs come first? Do you how? Do, where do the lyrics come from? I mean, I've see that's the thing is it kind of differs from time to time. Like some of the songs, like I will just play. Yeah, yeah. You know, and I'll be riffing through it, and I'll kind of have an idea, and I'll be singing with it. You know, but a lot of the time, like I know like a lot of songwriters and stuff like that, they'll write the music and then right. they'll write the lyrics. And right. so, you know, sometimes I'll do that or I'll fine tune the lyrics after. But there's plenty of times I'll, I'll just be riffing and I'll start singing with it. And I've literally just written songs by playing them out, you know, and just, <laughs> you know, and it's just a matter of remembering it. Yeah, <laughs> that right. Point. A lot of tape recordings. Yeah. 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 <laughs> no, a lot, like, yeah, a lot of phone recordings. <laughs> so, phone recordings. Uh, so. <laughs> we got a lot of time yeah. left, but uh, um, so you, we talked about funk a little bit. Yeah. We got about a minute to talk about mm-hmm. this. Um, and uh, you were telling me kind of, you were talking about uh, was it not funkadelic, but Parliament and like that kind yeah. of stuff and how well, that. Well, funkadelic too, yeah, yeah. yeah. So 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 tell me about how like how funk kind of fits into oh, your, yeah. your ethos. Uh, so like like I was saying when I was growing up, I loved blues. You know, I love punk music, but like I moved more towards blues. You know, but yeah. after my father passed, I was 18 years old. Oh. So everything after that, I had no filter as far as that, and I had the internet, so I could I could listen to whatever I want. I didn't have someone being like, "Oh, that's you know, that's not of like something that's of good moral standing." Right, 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 right. <laughs> so I was just I was listening to to whatever, and I got back into punk music. I got really heavy into funk music. She knows half the people that were in the in the band um, at the time, but I had a band that I started right when I got out of high school. It's called Shit Ton of Funk. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and like the whole thing, it was centered around people that just loved. Funkadelic and like Parliament and all those old 70s bands. And uh, yeah, like I got into that heavily. Like I love the Collins Brothers. Okay. Like Bootsy and, and Catfish. Like Bootsy, like the way that he plays bass, he has like a, a funk formula. Sure. And it's like you you come back in on the one, you put everything yeah. like kind of in between yeah. there. And that was something like when I really got into funk music and started to like listen to that approach, I realized like how it tied into a lot of stuff that my dad loved, like the JBs and stuff like that, mm-hmm. and James Brown. Because it's the same, like for like Parliament and stuff like that, it's the same rhythm section almost because you have Bootsy mm-hmm. on bass, you know? Oh, yeah, yeah. So it, it's like I realized that why it, it kind of hit me in that way and how it was like the natural progression. Um, and like even Hendrix, like towards the end with like bands of gypsies and stuff like that, he mm-hmm. was going. Fucking. Oh yeah, yeah. I have something. Uh, one of my favorite songs by him is it's called Different Things, but yeah. the Power of Soul. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and that's just like, and, and and a lot of people don't realize. And I play a lot of stuff on my show. Yeah. But I think like psychedelic music, garage punk, blues, soul, yeah, and funk me. are all cousins basically. Oh yeah, totally. You know? And and when you pull them together, there's not a whole lot of like I mean, uh, so I'm playing Eddie Hazel right now. There's we'll people to that call it. Yeah. Eddie like funkadelic is psychedelic yeah. music. Yeah, yeah it's it the was, whole name. Advertised originally as psychedelic rock. Yeah. Yeah, and it is. Yeah. Or like the Chambers Brothers mm-hmm. too. You know, there was like mixtures of funk and like yeah. old doo-wop and stuff in there as well. Have you ever heard the Parliaments? Yes, yeah. I'll wait. Yeah. It's one of the greatest songs I've ever heard in really? my life. Yeah, their version of I'll Wait. I played that at uh, the gig. Oh, I, I, yeah. I, I didn't hear it. It's all right. It was a wild time. Yeah. It's a, And that's the one one thing. So Garage Band, or Garage Land. Garage Land. Garage at, Band, Garage Land. Yeah, Garage Land. Uh, Tommy puts together. Uh, you, you'll be headlining the next one as yep. well. Uh, it's every Wednesday. There's something similar to it. Yep. But the Garage Land is going to start moving to yep. monthly, I guess. I'm spinning records there. Uh, you're playing there. Who's playing at this next one? Because it's it's kind of a. I forgot to write it all yeah. down. I, I don't remember everybody. Um, 
But I remember a couple of the people that are playing. One of them is Paul Collins yes. of The Beat. Yes. Uh, it's a great band. Um, you know, legendary. legendary. Yeah, yeah, legendary. He wrote, he wrote Hanging on the Telephone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, by Bondi. And uh, a lot of people don't realize that he's the reason that the English beat you know, had to change their yeah. name to the English beat. Yeah. Because he was running the beat. Well, and before. that's why that's why it became Paul Collins beat too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Um, but yeah, no, he's playing and that's he's playing as a duo, which is gonna be cool. That's awesome. Yeah. Um, and Lord Youth. That's one of the other bands that's yeah, playing. Yeah. Uh, I don't know much about them. Yeah, neither do I, but I Tommy says they're good, so I'll, I'll take his <laughs> take his word for it. It's gonna be a great bill. Yeah. That's that's November thirtieth. Yeah, no, uh, I had a blast last time. Yeah. It was a great no. time. And uh, there's a guy, David Strange, playing. Yeah, he was Courtney Love's original yeah. guitarist was back Cor- in the day. Uh, was he yeah. Courtney Love's original guitar player? Or he was, was like the guitar player in Hole. Oh, he was? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah. Oh, that's cool. And then he's he, they just released an album on October 14th. He did. He did. Yeah, okay. yeah. So that's going to be, that's going to be, they're going to be there and Lord Youth. I think that's everybody, yeah, actually. <laughs> okay. So yeah, check it out, Garage Land. <laughs> We'll probably mention it again. Uh, I'm gonna go ahead and we're gonna let Eddie Hazel play for here for a minute. Oh, we all. We're gonna follow should. it up with some Muddy Waters. Uh, you're listening to Beatbox Radio, Affinity Radio. Very nice young man, Casey Hopkins, in here with me. A very nice young very man. Very nice young man. <laughs> very muscular. Uh, <laughs> right now, Eddie Hazel, California Dream, and you're listening to Beatbox Radio, Affinity Radio, Old Time Religion Radio Hour. Hit me up, OTR underscore Radio Hour. We'll see you in just a second. You just heard ACDC, Baby Please Don't Go. Oh, Baby Please Don't Go. Uh, one of my favorite songs, like uh, the first time I heard Van Morrison do that, I lo- I just fell in love with it, and they really, really hammer it home. Oh, yeah. Uh, before that, Muddy Waters, let's spend the night together. Before that, one I play on the show entirely too much, Free- Freelance Fiend by Leaf Hound. Highly recommend. Growers of Mushroom is the name of the record, dude. You gotta check it out. And uh, Funkadelic, before that, Good to Your Ear, good to your ear Hole. Uh, and then California Dream and Eddie Hazel started off that last little set. So I'm here with Casey Hopkins, Brooklyn blues rocker. Hola. Hola. Uh, we've been talking about a bunch of stuff, and uh, right now, so so, thanks for coming, by the way, in case we run out of time. Oh, no problem. Oh, yeah, man, anytime. you're welcome back anytime. And uh, and so what's what's coming up next? Now, we've already talked about November. What, what other things are coming up? Um, this Tuesday, I am playing at Elfville's Alcohol and Food. That's another uh, Tommy or, show, isn't it? Yeah, or yep. I'm not sure if that's the official name, but at Ethel's, Ethel's. Upper, right. <laughs> upper East Side. Uh, we're going to be doing an acoustic show with Tal Juan. I've heard a lot about yeah. Tal Juan. Tal Juan is uh, he's, uh, he's a heck of a dude. Uh, <laughs> he's Argentinian, and he uh, plays the classical guitar like he's playing it like an electric. He, he goes all at it. Oh, really? Uh, yeah, it's it's like he when he starts playing, he's like transported in his mind to being the... Uh, the lead of the Ramones. <laughs> it's it's pretty great. He he also is very uh, high energy. Okay. Um, so that that will be a, a fun one. That's Tuesday yeah. at Ethel's. Okay. Tuesday at Ethel's. All right. Is there yeah. cover Twenty One Up? All that fun stuff? Or? I don't know if there's a cover, so you should definitely come. But it's a bar, so I'm assuming it's <laughs> there. There'll be alcohol yeah. for sale. There there will definitely be alcohol for oh, sale. Good. Oh good. Yeah. All right. And then uh, what else is coming up? What else is coming up? Hmm. So, so I'll say this. So shoot out your Bandcamp address there. Oh, yeah. Me. My Bandcamp is thecaseyhopkinsduo.bandcamp.com. And there's only five tracks up there, there yes, at the moment. There's I, I like five. all of them. Yeah. Well, I, that's the thing is I have way more, and I'm working on more songs and stuff to put out, too. It's just everything that I've done, I've pretty much self-produced or almost self-produced sure, it sure, all myself. Sure. So, you know, I'm working on trying to figure out the right people to do it. Like, I have right, right. people in mind, people that I've talked to about it that have produced some of my favorite bands. Like, I don't want to, like, name. Yeah, yeah, sure. <laughs> but, you know, it's like one of those things where 
the next songs that are going to come out are going to be pretty killer too. So awesome, I'm, I'm excited. Yeah, we're going to have a lot more. Upset. I'm really excited too. And and again, that live show, I don't know what the acoustic show is like. Oh, the, but, the acoustic show, you get to hear my voice a lot more. Ah, fair yeah. enough. Fair enough. So, but I mean, I, I and when I downloaded the songs, I was just like, oh my god, this is just like the show. This is great. Very heavy. I played. Uh, I don't, you weren't here, but I played uh, John Spencer Blues Explosion. Oh, I love them. Yeah, that, yeah. that song "Whale." Yeah. That was the big song in the '90s. Yeah, uh, I thought it was appropriate for this week. Oh yeah, yeah. no. Uh, John Spencer is a huge influence, and like the store that I work at, Pentatonic Guitars too. Like my boss absolutely loves him. When we were well, talk-, talk about Pentatonic too for a minute, because yeah. they actually were the sponsors for the show. They were. They actually donate a bunch of equipment yeah. to uh, Garage Land as yes, well. We so is it, sorry, finish your story. Yeah. So. Um, well, yeah. Well, about Pentatonic guitars, uh, the guy Seth there, he, he loves blues, he loves punk music, he just an old dude loves that shit. Yeah. And uh, he's had that store going now for about seven years, and uh, I started working there back in March. Okay. And it's uh, it's a it's a great place to work, and it's it's awesome. It's different from a lot of guitar stores that you would go to because like they don't have things like. There isn't one four thousand dollar guitar in that store. Yeah, yeah. The most expensive guitar technically is three thousand, but most of our stuff is pretty affordable as far as what you get. It's, and like, a, it's like a working a working musician shop. Yes, it's definitely a working musician shop. Yeah, Lou, Lou from Winston said that he buys his harmonicas. Yeah, there. Yeah, yeah. No, Lou comes in all the time. Uh, we have a ton of pedals, like a ton of rare, like rare guitars and like uh, you know rare pedals and like gear and stuff for for people to come come by and use and uh, purchase. So like it, working there is kind of like a blessing because I realize a lot of musicians and stuff aren't able to mess around with the gear all the time. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So you, you get know, plenty of times to test test the sounds. Yes, no. I, everything is thoroughly tested, um, and, and it all works. So. And, and you took over their Instagram yeah. recently as well, and I, it's it's at pent, pentatonic. At Pentatonic Guitars, yeah, yeah no, yeah. I've been, uh, I've and been it's doing, hysterical. Yeah, I've been doing uh, Instagrams for them. Uh, if you remember, did you ever know who Ron Popeil was? No, no. Did you ever see at like late, late, very late night, you would see like these? Well, Ron Popeil wasn't this, but it's the same type of thing, like the cheesy salesmanship. Sure. Uh, where you would see people selling like used cars. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Shit, at like three a.m. in the morning, they'd be like. What an amazing deal! <laughs> come, come on down, we'll get you. You know, yeah. Yeah. come on down to Shelley's fucking automobiles, and we'll get I, you the best deal. I, I grew up in the Midwest, so like ninety percent of commercials are that. Yeah, exactly that yeah. commercial. Yeah. But same thing in kind of South Florida, would be people putting on these weird accents to get you come yeah, down. Yeah, yeah, and it's always and it's always some family, you know. Yeah, no. It, it, in Missouri, it was Bomberito. Bomberito. The Bomberito. Bomberito Ford. The, the guy that would do. Do it in Florida that I always remember he would dress up in like a suit full of question marks. So <laughs> when I when I when like, I, the, like the Riddler. Yeah, pretty okay. much. He yeah. looked like the fucking Riddler. Yeah. Uh, but it was like one of those things like when I started working there, I was like, I gotta be able to advertise and sell some of the stuff to my boss because I'd be messing around with stuff. He's like, you need to sell some stuff. So I was like, I'm gonna start doing all these little joke ads. Yeah, yeah. So I, I, I started doing them and, you know, people have been <laughs> responding really well to it. They're, well, they're yeah. fun and they're short. Yeah. You know, and they're and they're not, like, obtrusive. You don't have to click on it if you don't want to. Yeah, no. You know? Yeah, no, that's the thing. And, uh, you know, we ended up getting it. We did something with Vice, too, where they had, they wanted me to do a... Uh, a dating advice series on their, oh, really? their Snapchat on the basis of it. Oh, that's it only, hilarious! Yeah, well, it was hilarious. Yeah, hilarious is the way, the way I did it. It lasted t- it lasted two episodes, uh, and then it got the X. But they were like, Casey, you got all these like I can't say the exact number because probably the lady would still be mad. You got all these hundreds of thousands of views on it, but that's not very much. So we're gonna have yeah, to cut, uh, cut that of off. And I'm like, okay, that's cool. I find when you, you know, stop doing things for fun, <laughs> yeah, when, especially when it's social media. Yeah, if you stop doing that kind of stuff and making it fun, 
people know the difference. Yeah. They're like, oh, he's clearly working at that. Yeah. And and it just and then the appeal goes away. Well, the thing was, it was fine, and I was disappointed, but I realized it's like I put like the Instagram stuff. I make all that stuff myself. Yeah. You know, yeah. All the pentatonic stuff. But with them, it's like I was literally just acting. They were filming oh, me, and you I was were like their it. spokesman. Yeah. Well, I was. Well, I wrote I wrote the scenes out and stuff like that. But like as far as editing and stuff like yeah, that, yeah. like I went to an art school, so like. I have I have an idea of how to edit things yeah, and yeah. how to paste stuff. Yeah. So you know, once that goes out of your control, I I kind of get a little obsessive about it. That's the more. most fun yeah. for me. Again, I edit you know yeah. the Instagram video yeah, I made video it for you. Yeah. yeah, I loved it's that is actually more fun for me yeah. than uh, sometimes doing the show. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Those videos. So so what else do you have going on other than the show? So you yeah. got you got you know you, I got a music video coming out. Yeah, which is gonna be cool. What what it is? Uh, what song is it for? It's for Touch. Okay. It's, it's, we're meaning to get it out, but you know we're finding the right place to put it out on. So. That's this hard, man. You, you got to yeah. shop it around. You got to well, get the you know. Well, no, it's the thing is we had the, I had someone shopping it around, and you know she's uh, fairly known for doing PR and stuff. But you know, it was ultimately something that was being done for free, and she has pay, yeah, paying clients because yeah. she believed in it. But it's one of those things where it's like sometimes what people want to do it outstrips their actual ability yeah, what they can it, do. And you got to answer prayers yeah. in the order you're paid for them. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's just <laughs> one of those things. I've, I, it's coming out very soon. That's, awesome. That's, that's, that's all I, that awesome. I know. Uh, I think it's going to come out right before the uh, the Good Room show. On the oh, awesome, awesome! So that will be uh, that will be cool. I also got new songs recorded and stuff too, and uh, you know some of them I could. Just put out and just post online. You know, online. if you want to send some my way, I would not uh, be I won't. Yeah, against actually that. I will. Um, and and um, God, just died. Just my brain just died. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> brain farts that happen. So so um, you know, are you gonna are you gonna keep kind of doing what you're doing? Or are you gonna try to branch out in other musical directions? No, or? I mean like I'm definitely gonna keep doing what I'm doing. Like I have a couple different ideas of things that I'm doing. Like I'm doing like a Cramps cover EP, okay, songs That'll... and stuff like that. So I'm definitely gonna <clears throat> go kind of in in that range. All right. But like. You know, I, I, I write what I like to write and what I like to play, you know. Yeah, yeah. I've, I've made a bunch of other types of music, you know. I've been in other types of bands. I've done, like, songwriting projects just for myself. Where sure. I'll write on top of pre-existing drum beats and try to do a song in right. four hours, five hours. Right. And those have been completely different. Like, if I played it for you, it would be unrecognizable to everything. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah. And so it's just like of stuff that I'm going to probably put out. Yeah. It's all going to be in the same thing because I don't want to be like schizophrenic about it. Like I right, don't right. like necessarily want to have it be like, oh, this dude made some song that's some like weird funk song or yeah, something. You don't want people to get excited. And they're like, yeah, Casey Hopkins. <laughs> and be like, like, what is this shit? It's just like a dance yeah. song. Yeah. This doesn't, <laughs> this doesn't What's this EDM crap yeah. you're putting no, out, Casey? No, never, never EDM. <laughs> I actually have a friend that's that's incredible at that stuff, yeah. and like I know people that have been really successful, but that's not my bag. No, I, 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 you know, like. Six years ago, like when all that stuff was really taking off, and like people were making money. Like yeah, I'm from yeah, South yeah. Florida, and like you have Ultra and all that stuff. Oh yeah, yeah. People are like, just you know, like why don't you do this? Like production is like the the way to go, and DJing is the way to go, and like you know you're struggling playing all this instrument stuff. I'm like, no, no, it's not. I can still play in a band. This stuff's pretty awesome. I have, right. I have fun doing that. So so Casey, yeah. we got about uh, in about 45 seconds. Yeah. I need you to tell me where people can find all your stuff. Oh my God! Okay, you can find it on Bandcamp at the Casey Hopkins Duo dot Bandcamp dot com, and or, uh, I think SoundCloud <laughs> slash the Casey Hopkins Duo. I can't remember or Facebook dot com slash the Casey Hopkins Duo. I think, I think it's or a the, trio. The Casey Hopkins Trio. Right, that's right. Trio. I can't keep track of it. It's on the, the same, and it's Duo on Twitter as well. Casey yes. Hopkins Duo. 
And uh, on Instagram, it is also Casey Hopkins Guitar. Yes, Casey Hopkins Guitar. It's yeah. at Casey Hopkins Guitar on Instagram. That's that's <laughs> where you'll find me. Uh, that's where you'll find me being a uh, jokester. Well, Casey, yeah. thanks for coming on, man. Uh, no problem. And anytime, come mm-hmm. back. And November thirtieth, check us up both out at Good Room, uh, Bbox Radio. Check out the replay on Affinity Radio on Tuesday nights at ten p.m. London time, five p.m. Eastern. OTR underscore Radio Hour. We're gonna close out with Casey's song "Die for This." Trippin'. Die. My name is Adam. Old time religion. <laughs> Yeah.